Live at 5 Sports at Tide and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, Jim, the NFL coaching uh, jobs are being filled. I think they're down to just two of them uh, remaining that are still open. Uh, Washington being one of those after the Atlanta job was filled by Raheem Morris yesterday. And uh, I have to admit, I'm, I'm a little surprised that Bill Belichick's name hasn't been talked about yet. And he might not get a job this offseason. That's a surprise to me. It's fascinating. Um, greatest, you can debate whether he's the greatest coach of all time. You really can't debate whether he has the greatest coaching resume of yeah. all time. Uh, and while I agree that Tom Brady proved to be the more influential member of the Patriots over the bulk of his career, you also have to remember that Belichick was one of the great defensive coordinators of all time. He actually had turned the Cleveland Browns around. They were starting to go in the right direction when they moved to Baltimore and fired everybody. And he won his first Super Bowl in New England when Tom Brady was just a young game manager. I mean, Brady didn't really do much that first season. So, uh, and he also outcoached the great Pete, Pete Carroll in the last two minutes of another Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, he needed Brady, yes, but he also did some things without Brady. And for him not to be, I mean, I, you know, is Raheem Morris worthy of another shot? Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, is he a better coach than Bill Belichick? No. no. So. Why isn't Belichick getting hired? Well, maybe he still wants personnel control after proving that he's not good at uh, running a personnel, uh, the personnel department of an organization. Um, maybe people who still like his personality don't want to have him around. Yeah, and, and I heard some speculation, too, that they have a GM in Atlanta and what GM would want to bring in coach Bill Belichick because he knows he might be angling for more power. Yeah, that, that might be the key here. And uh, also some owners, they want a coach that they feel they can kind of shoot the breeze with or make a suggestion to or have a conversation with. And Belichick, you know, really is not that guy. Um, and, and frankly, he's earned the right to not have an owner who doesn't know that much about football coming into his office and telling him stuff. So <laughs> it, it's either uh, a desire for more control or personality or both, but it's fascinating. I did not see this happening. That's for sure. And then he's not the only one. Like Pete Carroll would have interviewed for jobs if he had had an opportunity, I'm sure. And then Mike Vrabel, still a young man and with a lot of success at Tennessee, also does it. It appears as though he might be on the outside looking in, although two jobs still open, Seattle and Washington. But uh, I haven't heard their names mentioned in association with those jobs. No. I haven't either. I, I could see Belichick working out for the commanders. It's just an organization so desperate to be yep. relevant and competent. I, I could see that working. Um, you know, Pete, it, it, well, you know, part of what's happening here um, is that there have been a lot of coaches who've come in. It's a Sean McVay effect. They've come in and they've won right away at a young age while they're still energetic, while they're still on the way up. Uh, while they're not asking for personnel power, they just want to coach the team. Sean McVay has been phenomenal. Matt LaFleur has been phenomenal. Kevin O'Connell, even with you know all the injuries and the losses this year, he still has one of the better records of any NFL coach through two seasons. He won 13, years, 13 games in his first year. Um, you know, I mean, we can keep going. There, yeah. there have been a lot of young coaches that have come in and succeeded, and I think – Owners like the idea of getting somebody on the way up instead of just trying to hope that somebody might still be good. And, of course, Harbaugh is an exception in that 
he was a great college coach. Then he was a great NFL, uh, then NFL coach. Then he was a great college coach again. He's basically won everywhere he's been yeah. and done so in impressive fashion. So, and he's friends with the Spanos family. So that yeah. was an easy one. Let me ask you this. Uh, let's say that Jim Harbaugh had just won the national championship at Michigan, and then the Vikings interviewed him and Kevin O'Connell for their head coaching job. You think that would have made any difference? I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I, I just maybe mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly certainly in the notch's belt, mm-hmm. and it's really impressive. But I mean, they'd already they already knew what he did with the Forty ers He went mm-hmm. into a Forty ers team that was bad, and he went to the NFC Championship game with Alex Smith, and with the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, uh, and came within one pass of winning it. So there's really no doubt that he can coach. Mm-hmm. I really you know, everything I heard from the Vikings organization was he just. He just drove them crazy during the interview. He just basically huh. walked in like it was his place, and sure. hey, uh, I think I'll move my desk over here, and uh, let's see who's going to be my, you know, who's going to be my personal assistant. It was he, Harbaugh came in as if the job was his, and that really turned the Wilfs off. Now maybe they should have looked past that and just looked at resumes. I mean, that's one thing about interviews, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can learn a lot about somebody in an interview. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can you can judge the wrong things mm-hmm. when you rely too heavily on the interview mm-hmm. that's for sure so anyway we'll find out how he does he did get a good quarterback over there in uh, justin yes. herbert so pro football focus is that's well thought of i mean you you always caution me to be that you take it with a little bit of grain of salt because they don't know what the play call was and so forth like that however i think you would agree that they have some really smart people that work for pro football focus they're uh i would think respected would you agree with that I, I, they're very hit and miss okay. um you know, I wouldn't trust them on offensive line play. Uh, I okay. wouldn't necessarily trust them on safety. It's like there are positions where you can say, okay, this person is matched up with their opponent one-on-one, and you get to judge them. Mm-hmm. And and to their credit, they break down the film and are very detailed about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about offensive line play, sometimes defensive line play, sometimes safety play, sometimes linebacker play, uh, boy, it can be really dicey. Um just because you just really don't know what the play call was or who had the assignments. I just know from covering the NFL, you know, I, I was close to John Michaels, the old uh, Vikings, great Vikings offensive line coach. I was mm-hmm. close with Mike Tice when he was the Vikings offensive line coach. And every time I assumed I knew what had happened on a play, they would t- come by and say, nope, you had that one wrong. Okay. The, the reason I bring that up is even if you do need to, you know, look a little askance at some of the ratings that they come out with, it's still a group of, what, ex-coaches and uh, scouts and advisors and so forth that put together these ratings and go through the video. That's why I was so surprised to see their mock draft come out yesterday that had the Vikings trading up to number one and taking Drake May. Now, that might be something I see from one of these fan uh, uh, fan pages of Vikings fans who are just throwing out wild clickbait speculation. I didn't think I'd see that from Pro Football Focus. So is that what it is, clickbait, or do they really believe that? They can't believe that. That's I know. That's what I said. Definitely bonkers. <laughs> and, and honestly, I will tell you this. Uh, a lot of people in the NFL think Pro Football Focus is nuts. Okay. Um, uh, uh, now, you can't just, you know, sometimes it's because the NFL people don't want to be criticized by an outside body that pretends it knows what it's doing. But there are a lot of people I know in the NFL who just do not take Pro Football Focus seriously. They yeah. just don't. And I really think if, if, what, if they didn't have the Collinsworth name attached to it, and if it wasn't put on TV every Sunday night, I don't know how popular it would be. Um, but that's bonkers. Yeah. You know, I, I could see them I could see them wanting to trade up for Caleb Williams or, or Jaden Daniels mm-hmm. and not having the assets to do it. I could see them hoping 
somebody surprisingly falls to 11, mm-hmm. I can see them taking Penix or Knicks or um, uh, well, just blanked. The uh, other one. J.J. McCarthy. McCarthy uh, at 11. I could see them trading up to make sure they get one of those guys. I could see them hoping one of those guys falls to the end of the first round and then trading up to the end of the first round to get that guy. About the only scenario I cannot imagine is the Vikings trading the number one and taking uh, Drake May. I, that's what I thought. I thought, really? Okay, trade up to one, but then take Caleb Williams or trade up to three right. and take Drake May, but not one for Drake May. The Bears aren't going to give the Vikings the number one overall pick anyway. No, that's nuts. It's yeah. absolutely nuts. They're not going to do that. Uh, they wouldn't trade the number one pick in the draft for a franchise quarterback for their rival. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes it's it's so stupid on so many levels. I know. It's laughable. That's what, that's what um, I thought. Too, so. I could see I could see the Vikings falling. Remember last year they really wanted Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. and I think he went four, yep. and they just didn't have a chance to move up. I could see them falling in love with Jaden Daniels. I could see them hoping that Caleb Williams falls surprisingly a few spots and then trying to go up and get him. I could see them falling for one of the other guys and hoping these that are at 11 are getting, trading up to seven to make sure they get him. Uh, this is the one thing that ain't going to happen. No. Uh, uh, let's see. Predictions. Who do you like, Lions or Niners? I'm picking both road teams, uh, and part of it is because my picks don't mean anything, and I was <laughs> ra- I'm kind of picking with my heart. Sure. Um, I, I, have a, I lived in Baltimore for a while. Uh, I really like Lamar Jackson, so I'm not really rooting against the Ravens, mm-hmm. but I just love watching Patrick Mahomes play. I just love the way he and Reed and Kelsey and, and Spagnola figure things out in real time yeah. and put things together and play in the clutch. I just love it. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm taking the Chiefs to upset the Ravens. I'm not sure I have a lot of logical reasons to pick the Lions. <laughs> I really would like to see them win. I also think that they can run the ball, and I think Jameer Gibbs – is just really hard for anybody to prepare for or match up with. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Debo Samuel was banged up, remember they lost, the 49ers lost at Minnesota when Debo Samuel was banged up, even yep. when they didn't have to face Justin Jefferson. He makes them much, when he's not himself, uh, he makes them much easier to game plan against. And I just don't think Brock Purdy's played well in the last month. Yeah. So the 49ers should win. I'm going to pick the lines anyway. Jim, thanks so much. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Rambo pregame coverage for girls basketball tonight from Brainerd at 7.